0: Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in. As we continue to talk with leaders in our community, we are going to talk about summer camp today. Who doesn't love going to camp, but this camp has a very special purpose. Board member of Camp Agape Northwest, Christina Braddock, is here. Camp program director, Jason Greer, and uh, volunteer counselor, Sophia Gonzalez, all join me today. Christina, Jason, and Sophia, welcome. Thanks for coming.
1: Thank you. Thanks for
0: having us. I'm so glad to have you here because uh, this is something a lot of people probably don't know about, but I think they should. And and if they don't know about you and Camp Agape Northwest, they should find out about one just like you. I don't know if there are very many, but you sound kind of unique to me. And I'm going to start right off with, uh, you know, not people who don't know their Greek, <laughs> Agape. So what's he saying first thing in the morning? That's a Greek word, right? It means love, kind of the love, the unconditional love a parent has for their child, right? Agape is Greek.
1: Yeah, in the Greek language, there's um, a lot of different words for different types of loves, and agape is that unconditional love, which we try to live by at camp.
0: And so now we're talking Camp Agape, love, it's for kids and their families of kids who have uh, been diagnosed with some kind of cancer, right?
1: Yeah, it's a camp for the entire family, so... Um, siblings get the same one-on-one attention as the child with cancer. Parents, they get time to be together. They get time to connect with other parents. We just, um, I think Sophia and Jason might be able to speak to this a little better, but when there's cancer in the family, it affects so much more than the child with cancer.
0: Yeah, so this is a family camp. Jason, um, your family's involved in this, helped set this up, and you're the camp program director there, and you've been, going to this camp for a long time. Tell us about, it's a family camp. Give us a once-over, who it's for and how they find out about it, when it is, where it is, all
2: that kind of basic stuff, who you serve. Sure. Yeah. So I guess um, the Greers helped put the family in family camp. Uh, I was uh, treated here uh, for Ewing sarcoma from 1991 to 1993 at Children's Hospital. And uh, my my parents, uh, my dad's a pastor and they had uh, been a part of ministry for a number of years. And so they had spent a lot of time at summer camps. Um, and then uh, um, also had the experience of, you know, having a cancer patient and then a survivor. Um, and so the, the, the Greek churches in the area wanted to, to come around and start this, this camp. But what did that mean? How would it work? Um, and so kind of with those two concentric circles, they tapped my folks. And um, we all came out for the first year 1997. Uh, I was a counselor at that time. My brother uh, kind of did uh, photography for a number of years, and then my parents were the e- executive directors. And uh, I w- volunteered as a counselor for, for several years, and I think it's been just over 10 years since I took over as the program director.
0: And it's in, is it in Seattle area? It's here in the Northwest somewhere, right? Is Gig it? Harbor area. Gig Harbor area. And does it serve anyone in Western Washington, Seattle? I mean, is yeah. it, How big? how many people can you serve? Is it
2: one week a year? So great question. I guess I didn't touch on that. So we the, the camp does serve the whole family. And so um, it, it, when you have, um, you know, you, you sort of as a, as a survivor, you sort of desperately want to fe- feel normal. You know, as a sibling, you kind of want to feel special. Uh, parents, you know, have the opportunity to connect with parents. Um, and, uh, and overall just provided some pampering and respite care mm-hmm. um, pampering but, I like that <laughs> yeah i think i think the forest through the trees of the purpose of, of all that we do at least from the program side is to get those interactions started it's to get the families feeling comfortable uh with the survivors and and parents that that might be a camp as well as you know the peer-to-peer support that they're going to have during the week but also walk away from for the next 365 days
0: hmm. sophia you've been going to camp as a camper and now you're a Counselor, a volunteer, you help out. When did you start as uh, as a camper?
3: Um, It was a long time ago. A long time (laughs) ago. What age? uh, (laughs) But I think it was 2011 or 2012. So most families get to go for two years. So if you have like a diagnosis, then you get to go for two years. So I was there because I got diagnosed with acute myelogenous leukemia in 2008. And then it was around 2011 or 2012 that we first started out at camp and yeah um so we were there for two years and then after that when i was able to become a counselor i spent no time i applied right away
0: really Yeah. Christine is that's kind of typical uh, I mean it sounds like the Jason mentioned with the word family and talked about how mm-hmm. the, everyone goes Sophia just talked about how I mean if you could see the grin on her face while she mm-hmm. was talking she was so happy about being a camper that she wanted to come back as a counselor the volunteer this is volunteer run is that right
1: yeah we have um, so we are um, all volunteer ran we have an amazing amount of past campers that come back. And so we have a lot like Sophia and her siblings have come back as well, who um, there might just be four or five years difference between when they're at camp and then waiting until they can apply. But we also see counselors that come back. Um, One woman who's volunteering now, she, my first year at camp, which was over 20 years ago, She was maybe three or four years old, and she came back recently for a reunion day, and she has now become a regular volunteer. And so even people who may not have been old enough to really remember camp themselves, there's still that feeling of the impact it had on their family that drives them to volunteer.
0: Hmm. Sophia, as a volunteer, what kind of roles did you do as a volunteer once you were old enough to come back as a volunteer? I mean... What what what, what yeah. happens at camp? Maybe you can describe the um, whole picture, too. So if
3: there are a lot of activities that the kids do that I didn't even fathom doing as, like, that went into being, like, a counselor. So, like, that's one of the volunteers, um, a counselor. So each kid is paired up with a counselor, so they get that one-on-one, um, I guess, attention. And so even if you're the child that was diagnosed with cancer or if you're the child that wasn't, the child that wasn't, I guess, would still have like the same like, attention given to them because they would have the, the counselor paired up with them. Um, so I was a counselor for one of the years that, or two of the years that I volunteered. And then the other years that I volunteered, I spent at the dock because we have a doc, where a bunch of us do activities like fishing and paddle boarding. Um, so, yeah, I was down there and just helping out the kids.
0: Playing in the water. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that sounds like a fun volunteer job, playing with kids in the water.
3: But I had to make sure they were safe. That's so. right. I'm
0: sorry, yes, you were, you were working hard <laughs> making sure kids were safe. It just sounds like a fun family time. So you mentioned 3 year ro- So even kids really young, how young are, are k- kids at camp?
1: If a family has a child with cancer, they are eligible for Camp Agape Northwest.
0: That's it. That's the yeah. That's the. Mm-hmm. The measurement. If so we have,
1: ch- um, yeah, there was a little girl who was um, probably about 10, 12 years back, but she was the first child in Washington State born with leukemia. So um, she had her cancer diagnosis very young. And... Then we have kids who are teenagers who are 17 and 18 years old and just with the little ones realizing that that's still affecting the parents the same and that's still affecting their siblings, Um, things that sometimes siblings don't even know how to say, like the feeling in the house when parents are so worried about possibly losing a child Mm. or just that one of their parents is suddenly a lot less present because they're at the hospital a lot more often. So, um, if a family has a child with cancer, they're eligible.
0: And at any stage of treatment, do they have to be in remission? I mean, can, what kind of.
1: No, we have. So, we have a full nursing staff. Oh,
0: okay. Um,
1: of about eight nurses. So, if
0: someone is in treatment, they can still go to Camp Agape because you've got supervision for whatever they may need?
1: Exactly. Wow. So. Um, As long as there's medical measures they have to pass for their own safety. For example, if their immune system was really suppressed, we wouldn't want to put them in an environment such as a camp environment where they're really vulnerable. But if they are strong enough um, immune system-wise, we will have them at camp and we'll make accommodations, everything from um, maybe taking the lines where they receive medication and taping those down or doing alternate activities since they shouldn't be going in ocean water to... um, I remember one year near the very beginning of a camp there was a girl who um, would take a helicopter a helicopter service was donated so she could go to children's and have treatment and then come back to camp
0: wow that's pretty awesome yeah (laughs) Uh, that that does sound awesome so now I'm gonna ask about the counselors if you've all volunteered as counselor types what does that take to be I mean you have to have no have a medical background or is that just one or two people are on staff that can you know, know what's going on medically, or do you? Or does that background? Um, Jason and, and Sophia, you both mentioned being there as campers yourselves with with cancer. Does that background help you as a counselor? And with this, I don't know. This peer to peer thing sounds like is where a lot of those growth and the yeah. the optimism comes out of this.
2: Yeah, I was um, Camp Agape started just after I was sort of out of treatment for a few years, so I started as a counselor, but a pretty young counselor. And I think that it it can. I think that there is a um, – not always, but there certainly can be a pretty immediate uh, trust and camaraderie from knowing that you've gone through sort mm. of the same thing.
0: So that that level, that trust, that barrier – because when people go to camp, it's all strangers for the most part. Yeah. And you have to – so that your vulnerability gets broken down when
2: you – I guess you you say, oh, you're just like me. Is that – I think so. Yeah, a couple things that help there. I mean, with the parents, you know, I, I think that even, you know, aside from activities or uh, some of the things that are going on, just seeing, you know, somebody like myself, that's almost 40 years old, that's still alive and, and, and well is helpful uh, or can be helpful. And, and I think the same thing, um, you know, as I meet cancer survivors that are older than me, there's, I want to speak with them. You know what I mean? It's, it's there, there's something to say, gosh, what are you up to? You know, how has your journey been, et cetera? And so I think that not always there's not always that connection, but it's certainly, uh, it certainly is frequent. We are talking this morning
0: about Camp Agape Northwest with Sophia Gonzalez, Jason Greer, and Christina Braddock. Um, people can learn more about this online. they got a website called campagapenw.net. I'll say that again, get your pencil, write it down, Camp agape, NW.net, Agape, spelled agapn uh, net. agape. Like I said, it's love, it's Greek for love. This is part of the Greek Orthodox churches around here, right, that started this, but it's actually, there's more Camp Agapes around the country, right?
1: Yeah, so um, actually, if you look for Camp Agape in itself, you will find a multitude of camps, um, for all different purposes. And then Camp Agapes that serve children with cancer, there are a few in the area that were started um, by this idea that came out of the Greek Orthodox Church. And we are heavily supported by four Greek Orthodox churches in the area. um, St. Nicholas in Tacoma, St. Demetrios in Seattle, Assumption and Holy Apostles also in Seattle. Um, But we're a bit different because as Jason mentioned, his parents helped to find the um found the camp, find the camp. Yeah. I'm never they sure how
0: that it. goes. They found it. They was just sitting around. They found it. They found yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Um, but having that unique experience. So, while Camp Agape's um recognized the vulnerability and the need in families facing cancer, Camp Agape Northwest really had the experience of Jason's family behind it, who knew why these families are unique. And what they uniquely need. So, we are one of the few camps that's for the entire family, that's a full week. Um, we are free of charge. Um, we love to spoil the families, making sure they have everything they need during the week, as well as things they might need to get to camp or from camp. Um, now, and you, yeah, go yeah. ahead, finish
0: up. But.
1: No, and we're just really grateful because it's because of the support of these. Greek Orthodox churches, philanthropic.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. To some, so you just threw that in there, uh, mm-hmm. free of charge for the week. So to put on a camp like this must cost some money. So how do you raise that money? I mean, is that selling a lot of baklava or, I mean, how, do you, <laughs> how, do you, how does this must cost some dough, right? It and is plus, selling you talked so about much medical baklava. <laughs> <laughs> so I was right on that one. And the
3: yayas make good baklava. Okay. They do. Uh,
0: so... People can donate them, I mean, private donations, or are there big grants, or how does this?
3: Yeah, so
1: we have um, some grants local in the area, which we've been incredibly grateful for, but the majority is private fundraising. So, um, and we're a small camp. We make big things happen with, I think, a pretty small amount of people, and um, because everybody's volunteering their time, So um, private donations are amazing. We try to get the word out to the community. We have annual fundraisers. We do mailers, um, just trying to get more people to know about this incredible mission. And when they hear about it, inevitably people want to know how they can support it. Um, But it's a very, it's something we love so much. And we're so focused on the camp itself. Sometimes it's difficult to get the word out to the greater community.
0: Well, okay. Online campagapenw.net. You also have a Facebook presence and Instagram presence, I think, right? Yeah. So people can find out more and follow you. When is uh, camp this year? In July? It's not. Is it full yet?
1: It's There's- July twenty second to the twenty seventh. It is not um, full. There's still room for families. So,
0: how do families that uh, say, "Gosh, I think that's right for us," how do yeah. they how do they get enrolled? I suppose.
1: Yeah. So, any family who's um, being has a child with cancer who's been treated locally, they can go to campagapenorthwest.net and there's a families page there where they can learn all about it. They can see the application. Um, They can get their questions answered, reach out. Somebody will call them and speak to them to see if camp's a right fit for them.
0: And do you need volunteers for this year's camp? How, how are there more than merit? Can you ever have too many volunteers? I mean, how many people can work the dock and and uh, get fish people out of the water after they fall off those <laughs> paddle boards and and help with the uh, I don't know bow and arrows. I don't know what you do at camp. Yeah, I mean, face painting and I don't know.
1: We do, um, do so much. A- Jason should. Yeah. Um, what, yeah.
0: What would be. Uh, what, Let's Sophia, recruit volunteers. Come on now,
3: what, let them what, all uh,
2: what are some of your favorite activities, Sophia, that you've done over the years? Either as a as um, a, a camper or a counselor.
3: Definitely the fishing, because we have like the huge, not huge, but we have dog sharks there. So we always do this like shark competition. Where whoever catches the most sharks gets, like, a prize. Those
0: dogfish shark. Uh, I've grown up here my whole life. Yeah. I think they're fun to catch. Everybody they else throws are. them away. It's ugly and gross, but it's like, they that's kind of cool, though. <laughs> you caught, pulled up a shark.
3: It is. Um,
0: so a competition for dogfish. I like that. Yeah.
3: Oh, what else do we do? Uh, there's a lot of sports. So we have a basketball court. We always play, like, pickup games and stuff like that. Um, we have a huge arts and crafts. Ten- the, um, we have the craft lady and Dijon who like lead the arts and crafts. And there's just one stand filled with popsicle sticks and hot glue guns. (laughs) And the amount of creativity in just that one area is amazing. People build swords, shields, axes, hammers. It's insane. Like the things that kids have built there are just wild.
0: Yeah, popsicle sticks and camp go together. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that, but that's something you gotta run out of. You need new, like mm-hmm. is, so. We're talking raising money. People should need donate for something like this, if not volunteer their time. What does it take to be a volunteer? Are there steps you have to go through? I mean, when you want someone says, "Yeah, I want to volunteer." Are there little? I mean, besides like that basic background check, what kind of I don't know knowledge do they have to have or skills?
1: Yeah, we have an application online. Um, we have been incredibly blessed. So this year there's actually a waiting list well, how about for that? volunteers. Good. Um but we can always use volunteers for things outside the week of camp as well, such as data entry, helping with social media, helping with fundraisers, things like that. Um, we always talk about our volunteers in terms of we want the best possible thing for our families. And that is our focus. So sometimes we will match um volunteers based on family needs so for example if we know a family's coming where a child's lost their hearing and we have a volunteer who knows american sign language that would be a great fit beautiful but overall we just ask questions we need to know they have that heart to help we need to know they're willing to give full commitment and then um as you mentioned just basic things such as the background check and recommendations we like to do interviews with new counselors just to make sure they know fully what to expect. Um, but, yeah, it's we have an amazing, amazing group of volunteers.
0: And how about you, know, you touched on outside of camp. Does this take a year to plan the next year's camp? I mean, what are people working on when it's not camp week?
1: Yeah, so um, our camp this year will go the 22nd to the 27th. And right around August fifteenth, we will have our meeting,
0: <laughs> um,
1: starting to lay plans for the next year.
0: No kidding. How, so that's a big deal. This is a logistical. But I don't know, with computers and spreadsheets and mm-hmm. stuff, is it get easier and easier over the twenty years?
1: <laughs> I think it's definitely become more refined. <laughs> no, I never, don't. I
0: don't really start till February. <laughs> so <laughs> I see. I'm. I'm slacking, I yeah. guess. Um, we are talking this morning about Camp Agape Northwest. Agape, again, meaning the Greek word for that unconditional love a parent has for their child. It's a family camp for uh, families that have a child with cancer, any kind of cancer, any age child, right?
1: Yeah. It's definitely. it's
0: fascinating. Um I don't know how many camps are like this. As you go to improve this over the mm-hmm. years, do you look around the country and see that others are doing something similar? Are there, I don't know, networking uh, things where people get together and say, yeah, we do it this way. No, we do it that way. Uh, does that happen?
1: It's a really unique model. So, yeah. um, yes. That's what are. I thought. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I threw you a curveball there, not knowing that <laughs> the <laughs> answer is probably no.
1: Short answer is um Yes, we are always looking for ways we can improve things. Um, There are also, there are other great camps in the area for children with cancer, and we share ideas with them. Um, We look to what they're doing. We bring new ideas back. Um, Sometimes even for, somebody may volunteer at something, not a camp for children with cancer, but have a fantastic idea that they saw. And so we're always refining, always trying to improve, um, but also realizing we're a really unique model.
0: And so, as a board member, um, how many people are on this board, and are they all volunteers, and do they are they the ones who like vote and decide it's going to be this time this year we need this many families? I don't know what's that yeah is that a business model or is that a fun because you guys all seem like you enjoy this so much? <laughs> I can't see what a board meeting like that would be wouldn't be anything but fun And,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and great snacks um snacks
0: okay <laughs> eat a yeah. lot.
1: We have a board of sixteen uh-huh, so um it's not a purely advisory board so while advising also taking a large part in implementing and making camp happen so um, we're a volunteer board it's made up of the local churches in the area as well as people involved with camp um, in other roles so there might be somebody from the nursing staff on the board um, or just somebody who's been very involved for a long time who's not a member of the church
0: And I want to go, before we run out of time, back to one other topic, and it's the families and siblings. Mm -hmm. And what, I mean, is there a way to express what it does for them? Because a sibling of someone who's always, I think you kind of touched on it, this kid of ours, my brother, whatever, is always, I mean, yeah, he has cancer, but he's always getting all the attention. He goes with mom to every appointment every other day. They've fawn over him. What is that week for the sibling or two? I mean, What do you get out of them? What's the responses from
3: them?
1: I think Sophia, I'm going to put her on the spot. She has an interesting perspective because she not only
3: has siblings, but she's a twin. Oh. Yeah. So um, for me, I think it really meant a lot to my siblings that we were able to go to Camp Agape. And like you said earlier, and you asked us if there were other camps and there were other camps similar, similar to Camp Agape. But... For some of them, they only do one other sibling. So for me with a twin and then two other siblings, I didn't want to show favoritism and like choose one. So when we um, got the email saying, oh, we're going to Camp Agape, I was really excited because I would be able to go to this camp with my siblings and enjoy a week with them. And I think being able to just let them see, like, who they really wanted to be and let them be free with their counselor, it just, I don't know, it just showed me that Camp Agape is a really special place and it just let them grow in a way that they weren't really able to because they were, I don't know, kind of being sort of held back.
0: So they had their like, own special time. It was special for yeah. them as well, not just another thing for Sophia. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was hoping the answer would be. I, I wasn't sure, mm-hmm. but that, that's great that you have twin and other other sis, brothers and sisters, or two brothers, two sisters?
3: Uh, a brother play? and then a youngest sister. That's
0: cool. Great.
3: And it, just um,
1: the way Camp Agape works is we've talked about the one-on-one counselor's But it's not like there's a group of counselors every morning and then the campers and they pair off. It is um, one counselor assigned to one child the entire week. And we pair them off. We match them up. And um, it's incredible the connections that you see come from that. And just that that child knows that that one person will be there for them no matter what the entire week. Doing exactly what they want to do. I'm giving them exactly what they need from the time they wake up and come out of their cabin till the time they go to bed at night.
0: Well, they give them that agape love.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. So we are going to run out of time. Anything uh, we've left out important about Camp Agape experience or uh, maybe vol- you want to ask for volunteers or donations or, or what's the thing you like to say twice, you know, as you leave people with Camp Agape and, and when you're
2: tidying up a message? Well, you certainly can donate right on the website. And uh, and also sign up for communication. There'll be a, another big fundraiser in the fall. Oh, so you
0: can, ask, you can get online at CampAgapeNW.net and sign up for like an email newsletter list or something?
1: Yeah, there's more information there. And also our fundraisers, obviously we like people to come for the fundraisers, but they're also a great way to learn more about Camp Agape Northwest and to see the community that's been built around Camp Agape And um, just learn more about it, even if you might not be ready to give right then. Just showing up, having a fun evening. It's an Oktoberfest theme in the fall. And then it's a fantastic way to learn more about what we do and see
3: the community we've built.
0: Anything to finish us off with, Sophia? Um, I put you on the spot.
3: I just want to say I want to really thank um, Christina and Jason um, and everyone on the board for Camp Agape, um, for... I guess just being amazing and putting the camp together and always being there each and every year. It really means a lot to us, the counselors, to be able to give back, and especially to my family, we really love it there, so thank you.
0: That's awesome. That's a great way to finish, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Look at Sophia giving out love. All right, well, thank you guys so much for being here. We have been talking today with uh, Camp Counselor Sophia Gonzalez, Camp Program Director Jason Greer and a member of the board, Christina Braddock of Camp Agape Northwest. Again, look it up online, campagapenw.net. Christina, Jason, Sophia, thank you guys so much for making time for me, coming in today and sharing with us about Camp Agape. And a a bigger thanks for the work that Camp Agape Northwest does for families that are fighting cancer here in the Northwest. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having us.
2: Thanks again.
0: If you'd like to hear this interview again, you can find it on Podcast One and iTunes within a few days. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in
2: our community.